It's just about that time of the week. Time for the Weekly Weebs Podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wikwiki, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Hello, there's me. Oh, fuck. No, I popped back up. My name is Wigwiggy. Thought my news disappeared on me for a second. Uh, Weekly Weebs Podcast episode number something. Uh, my news for you today is Country Girl Screams One Piece. Not Screams. Holy shit. One Piece! <laughs> Country Girl Screams One Piece Film Red in North America, Australia, and New Zealand this fall. There you go. That's my news. <laughs> Which way are you going? Look at you. Okay. This is Frenchie. Um, Record of Ragnarok Season 2 is officially going to be coming out in 2023. They released a new visual, which um, you know, brought back Lord Buddha, Lord Shiva, Jack the Ripper, and, of course, Brunhilder, which is going to, um, you know, going to go to the second rounds of fights, basically. We got the first three um, going on in the first season. And then also introduce us to more designs for uh, Rikufu, Heracles, like I said, Jack the Ripper, a more in-depth look at him. And then uh, Raiden Tamimon, who was a Japanese um, sumo wrestler in the uh, 1600s and 1700s. So he (laughs) appears will be also one of the human fighters for that. I know season one was super disappointing for a lot of people, but fuck, that story was really good. I've only seen the first fight. I haven't I feel like seen it yet. The story, not good. The story of Adam, great. See, I think the plot of it, of 13 humans versus 13 gods, to decide the fate of humanity, I think that's really fucking cool. I just think the animation was shit. That's my only problem with the series. I think the story is fantastic, and Adam is one of my favorite anime characters ever, because... Of how he's depicted. It's the first time I've ever liked the Christian Adam. <coughs> but his father's Zeus. Yeah. To my left. Uh, what's up, guys? It's Serio Machini. Funny <coughs> enough, my news is also about Richard Ragnarok. But the manga. Uh, specifically, there is a Lubu spin-off manga. And uh, it's coming to an end in December. Uh, with its seventh volume. Um, I haven't read any of the manga, but uh, like I said, I've only seen the first fight, which was with Lubu, so I'm totally down to see more of him because he's a badass. And as a Dynasty Warriors fan, I was excited about him from the get-go. Is Dynasty Warriors like a game, or are you just talking yeah. about Warriors in general from the Dynasty era? It's a video game. Uh, it's like you fight hordes of people and uh, you like historical Chinese characters and you, and Lubu is one of the characters. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's been around for a long time. I play Call of Duty? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even play that right now. I can't. Yeah, I know. <coughs> yeah, so that's my news. Is yours also about Record of Ragnarok? Nope. 
Yeah, why not? Ragnarok on record. Yep. Uh, hello, it's Crimson here. My news. It's a, it's a rumor that has, t- it's a rumor that's taken the internet by storm. Uh, what is rumored is that Disney is in the, is working on a uh, live action Dragon Ball Z movie. I'll kill myself. And that's in development. I'll kill myself. Uh, they still have to acquire rights to it. They do. To the so, Disney owns the Dragon Ball rights. Uh, Based with Fox Studios, because Fox Studios owned previously owned the rights back when they made the movies. Whoa! Disgusting. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. So, right, <laughs> so yeah. Right now, it's just rumored right now that uh, they're they're working on a Dragon Ball Z live action cinematic universe. Leave it alone. Don't touch it. Yeah. Ever. It's only being rumored. We don't know if it's officially true, but it's taken the internet like. Up in a storm. Who reported it? Um, there is a there is uh, some a artist named Ultra Raw Twenty Six uh, who claimed to have heard Disney planning it. Uh, quote: I heard this rumor a few days ago that Disney is planning to start a new Dragon Ball live action franchise with hope of replicating the massive success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, this is only a rumor. I don't know if it's true or what. I only hope to see Super Saiyan 4 make an entrance one day on live-action oh. screen. End quote. Uh, That's not even canon. It's not going to happen. Okay. His well, opinion just went out the window. Super Saiyan 4 is not the problem with GT, though. That's Super Saiyan true, 4, the form, is actually really cool. That's true, but it's still not going to happen. Yeah. And the way that they canon. get Super Saiyan 4 is the bullshit part. Because Goku literally pulls it out of his ass yes. when they have to bring his tail back, and Vegeta cheats. Vegeta. Vegeta. And if there's one thing I know about Vegeta, is that that man is too pride to cheat on shit. He would not take a fucking shortcut to get powerful. That's true. That's absolutely true. And like every, I brought that up to people, and they said, "Well, how about when he became Super Saiyan?" I'm like, "That's a, Toriyama's writing. That has nothing to do with Vegeta cheating. He didn't cheat. He was overly emotional, which is the trigger for his, the Super Saiyan transformation." <laughs> I love it in Dragon Ball Z bridge. I want it. I want it. I want it. <laughs> that's basically what happened, though. Yeah. So yeah, that's really is. Like I said, so far it's just rumored, but. Nothing too crazy. They've well, got, stop it. They need to stop. Word is, there's going to be a huge budget featuring an exclusively Asian cast, including uh, Aquaman star Lindy Lin is reportedly being eyed for the role of Goku. And Crazy Rich Asian Henry Golding what? is on the wish list to play Vegeta. Who? who so who these people? I don't know any of those people. Uh, what Henry, was the name you said? Luddy Lin or Ludi Lin, L U D I L I N, and then Henry Golding from Aquaman. Yeah, who the fuck is he in Aquaman? I don't recognize this guy at all. Uh, um, uh, the second he one looks kind of familiar though. I think I've seen him in something. Let me see him. He was in Mortal Kombat and in Power Rangers. No clue. Who the. The underwater warrior Merc in Aquaman. Who the fuck is Merc? <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's it's only rumored right now. There's no actual confirmation out yet. 
I just know that it popped up on my feed, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> Aquaman star. He's in, like, two scenes. Who is it? It's one of the guys that works under Orm. <laughs> but he's in, like, three scenes. <laughs> I'm a star. Oh. I fucking hate when they do that. It's like, oh, yeah. No, he's best known for this. It's like he's in one episode yeah. of an ep- a series with three hundred. Best known, I barely know him. So yeah, take Willie Grey Salt if you want to. It's only rumored right now. Who knows? They Aquaman isn't even listed him. on his Google page. <laughs> <laughs> it goes Power Rangers, Mortal Kombat, The Ghost Bride, Kung Fu, R.J. Seiler, Black Mirror, and in a minute, in a New York minute. Aquaman is not even listed. <laughs> in a minute, I need to pump me up. Man, woman, pump me up. Yeah. I hate that song. Of course you did. When a song is played so much, I just automatically dislike it. That's fair. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's all she wrote. Why'd you have to deliver that depressing news to me? Yeah, I heard right. about it, and I'm right. like, I need... You could have just never guys. talked about it, and my life would have been completely fine. Until they would have released it, and then I'd been like, fuck! I'm like, well, now I have to go watch it, but now I'm going to be thinking about it forever. Well, in the words of Dwayne Johnson... You're welcome! That was Maui. Totally different people. One's not even real. Well, as far as we know. Yeah. Maui's not Oh, I thought you meant The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the Tooth Fairy, and we all know the Tooth Fairy isn't real. Hey. Fuck, I forgot he was in that goddamn movie. <laughs> he's also a f- uh, franchise quarterback. Oh, are you talking about Game Plan? Yes. Yeah. That movie pops up in my brain every now and then. I don't know why. Number one on the field and number one in your heart. Field of Dreams. Hoosiers. I thought we were just naming sports movies. Oh, 42. Mm. 61. Warrior. That's a good one. My favorite. Southpaw. Ooh, that's another good one. So, hey, what's the topic today, my guy? I don't know any more sports movies. For love of the game, rookie, rookie of the year. Rudy. Major League. Mm. Major League 2. Major League Back to the Miners. Radio. Remember the Titans? I was just about to say that. Yeah. Zach. Zach. Goon? Goon 2? Sandlot. Slaughter. Sandlot? Slapshot? Sandlot 2? Mighty Ducks? Mighty one? Ducks 2? Oh, the animated Mighty Ducks? <laughs> I promise you, this is it, our episode. I the animated Mighty Ducks, where they were actually ducks. And yeah. the hockey sticks, they had superpowers? Yeah, <laughs> they had, cool like, shit. a ship. Yeah, I had that ship when I was a kid. I forgot that existed. Why is today just nostalgia day? I think about that show frequently, actually. Like, weird times, it pops in my head. Yeah. Man, remember? It's one of those ones that isn't thought about... Often, but when it, when it pops up, it's all day. But you know what they use in the Mighty Duck anime series? Hockey sticks. Weapons. Oh. Which <laughs> are hockey sticks. <laughs> and that's what we're talking right, about right, today. To my list. We're talking about some of our favorite weapons in anime. 
He's a lightsaber. It's true. It's an anime. Anime. Tomato, tomato. Visions. Yep. Tomato, tomato. God damn it. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. We're talking about weapons in anime. Boy. Chocolate. Mm, I remember chocolate. <laughs> I always hated it. I always hated it. Okay, here we go. As if his lungs weren't bad enough. It's my throat. Yeah, I was going to say, that would different. affect his lungs. The air <coughs> the breathing of the air will. None of it's coming out. Jeez, Carry on, but you know what's going to come in? Me and you. Perhaps I'm in at the speed of that. All right. So, yeah, we're talking about anime weapons, uh, our favorite oh, ones, or some of our favorites. Uh, yeah. That's not what I did. And I'm just going to start it off. <laughs> With uh, with a uh, with a weapon from a show that is very beloved between two of the people here in this podcast, I want to see if you guys can guess it real quick. Who are the two people? Obviously, I'm one of them. I'm trying to see if you can guess the other one, dipshit. Are you considering? <laughs> are you considering the guns of that way in this case? <laughs> I'm trying to get you to guess. Who is the other person in this podcast that likes this same show where I'm delivering my first is it weapon? One piece? I've got to guess it's no. me. No. Okay. Is it, fr- is it me? No. It's right, you, it's you Crimson. fucking bitch. <laughs> I, I just love the look of shit. I don't think that's an insult that Cole has been called on this podcast before. Look, Cole, I recall a lot of things. Crimson. Dipshit's a new one. You are the person that likes this show also. Is it Food Wars? No, it's High School DxD. <gasps> Boost! 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 <laughs> That's the weapon I'm choosing. Fuck yeah. I am choosing Issei's boosted gear because that shit is dope as fuck. What is that? Basically, it's the it, he wears. I also, if you guys would like to talk about the weapons and what the powers are, I did have it pulled up, but I think I deleted it to get rid of uh, uh, the shit boost gear. It's so basically... You don't just know. No, I do know. I know it does a couple things. I want to be sure. That thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So yeah. basically, it boosts his power every ten seconds, and then like constantly, and then he also can give that power to other people, and then I think there's two more things. One of the other things that can go into full body armor, resembling the spirit of the dragon that is in the, the weapon itself, mm. and when he's in that form, it basically negates the ten seconds, so we can boost it. As much as he wants. Wow. It's so, fucking dope. Yeah. Doubles the wielder's power every 10 seconds. Transfers increased <coughs> power. Every 10. Penetrates through defensive abilities. Covers user in red armor. That embodies the Red Dragon Emperor. Yep. Yeah, and the Red yeah. Dragon Emperor spirit is inside the weapon. It's fucking cool as shit. It is really cool. I remember watching uh, YouTube videos of like cool fights way back when. And then saw this fight between him and the other person in the show that has the other like dragon armor gear. Oh, the And I was like... This is fucking dope, but it didn't have the name listed anywhere, so it took me forever to fucking find it. And I just randomly came across High School DxD, and I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Holy shit, this is the show. So it's just a cool weapon. I feel it's got a cool gimmick in the way he interacts with it in the show, where the fucking uh, Rhea Scrimmery, I think is her name, says that she'll let him... Like, see her boobies or something if you fucking defeat this guy. And he goes and he's, completely... He's just like, boost, 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 boost. <laughs> and it gets insanely powerful and it's just fucking funny. This show's absolutely stupid and I love it. You're also a horny man. That is also true. It's a very good I show. I mean, have you seen the Rhea's Gremlin <laughs> fucking artwork I have in my hallway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good show. Awesome a really weapon. Show. Very powerful weapon. But it's also like... 
not the most powerful weapon of its kind, it's still sure. like in the middle of the classification of the gear that it's in. Sure. Yeah, compared to the others. That but are it could still, like, if he's boosting, it can, it can get super powerful, which is whether or not he has time to do it, and yeah. if he can get in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Super cool weapon, and looks dope, and dragons are fucking sick as fuck, who doesn't like dragons. So yeah, that was my, my very first on my list. Mm-hmm. I was good. <laughs> so, my first one... Who said I was going your way? Well, we went this way last time, and I don't want to give it to him, so... Why not? Because it's me. I'll give it to him. X, go and give it to you. Just when it's been over. That's the one you give it to. Yeah. Yeah. Give, give him okay. a kiss if, uh, if it's his turn next. Alright, cool. <laughs> Anyways, good transition Um, and everything. So, my first (laughs) one is... uh, It's going to be Asta's sword from Black Clover. Of course it is. Basic bitch. uh, Personally, for me, the first one. Yeah. I think the introduction to just him getting the fucking sword is incredible. And everything that has led up to that point... From what I have... I haven't finished the last, like... 10 episodes mm-hmm. of it. But I know for a fact he ends up fucking flying on the thing, which is cool as hell. Yes. But yeah. also, like, the fact that in a world full of magic, you're the one guy who's like, oh, nope. <laughs> and you just swing his big ass sword and it cancels all magic. Well, his sword isn't the thing that cancels it, if I remember correctly. It's the grimoire, I believe. No. It's the. Right, I'm clarifying. Right? I don't know if he's seen it. Are you talking about the I, demon? I'm caught yeah. up in the manga. Yeah, I'm just, does his demon show up in the anime? Uh, uh, it's like yeah. very brief. So his demon is the one that gives him the power, and the demon is inside Asta, if I remember correctly. He's yeah. in the it, yeah, Well, he's technically in the... He's in the Grimoire, but like also kind of. Because he's the yeah. owner of the Grimoire... The power of the devil transfers to okay. Asta. So, but yes. the swords themselves don't have anti-magic power. They do, because they're part of the grimoire. Yep. Okay. And, <coughs> and he... Uh, technically, the, the in-depth explanation is, I think, only in the manga, so that would be spoilers for people who don't want spoilers. Me! I think, like, I think, I've, I think I've read it. Yeah. Because Carney has me read... And new books that come out. Fair enough. But, <coughs> short end of it, yeah, the, the <coughs> swords are anti-magic okay. because... The well, I don't know if they were anti-magic because of the demon themselves. Yes. Or if they, the swords themselves were anti-magic, it was because of an outside source, the reason why they were... No, uh, the swords themselves were Lix swords, which were uh, sword magic. So, which is not very descriptive of what that means, but I assume that just means it's a really good fucking sword. Yeah, but they yeah. were anti-magic by design. They were not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Correct. Boom. But then they became anti-magic. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So after that whole in-depth of explanation, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. Honestly, yeah, the fact that it's, like, it's a big-ass sword, <laughs> it looks sick as hell, and Austin's just able to swing around, not swinging around willy-nilly, and then proceed to fly on it. I like it when he smacks people with it. Like, he doesn't, like, cut, but, like, he just smacks <laughs> Yeah. His first like battle against Haha, he just fucking bodies him with it. Yeah. I hate that guy. Ha-ha! Oh, he's great. 
He cracks me and up. And the king knows it. Yeah. The king of the whole country knows how great Seke is. Yeah. I love the fact that whenever Asa sees him, he's like, Oh, hey, ha ha! <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. That's my first one. All right, Tyler. No, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Zara take this one. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish, but uh, so I'm a nice guy. I always let you finish because nice guys finish last. I always finish first. Sorry, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, as a as a man of faith myself, I am of the belief that uh, all uh, people like me. <coughs> must bear their own cross. And this man believes the same thing. Oh my gosh, yes! yes so that's why he that wields... That was going to be my first one, too. <laughs> Wolf one? That's why he wields the Punisher. The, uh, the cross gun from Trigun. That thing is fucking bad ass. <laughs> so there's three people in here who have that on their list. That's, that shows you how fucking cool it is. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that it is both a gun and a holder for other guns. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's awesome. It's like the um, the badass gun equivalent to uh, like Cloud's sword in Advent Children, where it's like seven other Buster swords inside of one sword. <laughs> and then this guy is just like, I ran down upon you with the wrath of God. Can we like talk about? How heavy that thing must have been. Oh, yeah. And how the fuck that dude carried that. He's swole. Doesn't look like it, though. No. It's all, it's all like, core strength. It's all, it's all on the hips. Yep. Yeah, because that thing, when it hit, whenever it hits the ground, there's, you there's know. smoke. Yeah. Also, guns aren't that light. No, not really. And ammo. <laughs> you know? Ammo is really heavy. Yeah. He's gotta carry. He's gotta replenish. You know, mm-hmm. a lot. If he's if he's actively using yeah. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that thing is a badass. That show just in general has a lot of really good weapons. <laughs> yeah, I was struggling with whether or not I wanted to put Vash's gun on my list too. Same. Or his you know his arm gun. His arm gun. Yeah, that one. That thing. Is I pretty... tried to pick like one per show that I like. I want multiple. That's Some reason... shows make it really hard. Like Naruto. Naruto and Bleach. Were both really hard for me. Yep, same. Um, but I picked a good one from Bleach, though. Me too. But uh, the Punisher is just such an amazing weapon. I couldn't not pick it. It's also iconic, bro. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shut the fuck up, dude. Do you know how many times I hear that? Just from myself? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear someone say exactly, I'm like, huh? Yeah. It, it's fuck. <laughs> it's a struggle. I've dealt with it my whole life. Same. Yep. But yeah. All right. Crimson, your next one. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go. Basically... Go. <coughs> um, so mine isn't a weapon in the traditional sense, but it is a common item used as a weapon. And that is the mask from JoJo's. The what from what? The mask from JoJo's. The oh. vampire mask? That's, yeah. yeah, that's pretty sweet. Because Dio uses it to turn himself into a vampire and then uses 
it to also test on other people and build his vampire army. So I don't feel like it's a weapon. I think that's a utility. I don't, I mean, his original intent was to use it as a murder weapon. Yes, but it didn't turn out that way. That's true. And it never once became that. It was not a thing to like kill people. It's like utility to like make some borderline argue with me. It's a way to enhance his abilities, which is the same thing you use with Issei. Shit! But he uh, he fights with it though. He does fight with it though. He uses an armor and actually fights with it. Is an armor a weapon or is it a protection? He still uses it to fight and punch and cause damage. There's a whole show that we love that makes that entire argument. Yeah. (coughs) I still say that's a good choice. I'm borderline. That's why I wanted to bring it up, because it's one that he basically does use because of the ability it grants him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, because Kars also uses a mask to become the perfect being so. as well. Mm-hmm. And makes him invulnerable to fucking everything. Fucking love He's still Kars. alive. Yeah. Le- to this day. Kars is the shit. Yeah. If he came back to that fucking planet, no one would survive. No. No stands could defeat him. I don't think, anyways. He develops uh, his own stand. There's some that I've heard about. He, there's a, actually a solid chance of that, technically. But uh, there's some that I've heard about in the manga that might actually be able to kill cars. But, <coughs> who knows. <coughs> but, yeah. I think that's <coughs> such a really interesting item in general, whether it is you know, a weapon or not. Mm-hmm. It is something that is weaponized. Yeah, he does use it to make an army. And, you know... I like that terminology better. It's been used to be weaponized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that and terminology better. vampires are undead, so if he used it on someone, technically he killed them. That's a solid argument. I like weaponized better. That's a better term. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got the live-action version with the mask... <laughs> Wait, there was a live-action JoJo? No, I was just joking with The Mask. Yeah. And Son of the Mask. Oh, that movie was awful. Yeah. It was so bad. It's got Jamie Kennedy as the star. Of course it's awful. Yeah. Look at Garfield. Yeah, the guy from Scrubs. Anyways. Yeah. He wasn't from Scrubs, I was lying. I honestly don't know. Do you not know? No. Or have you known this whole time? My next one is Subaki from Soul Eater. That's fair. She's technically a weapon. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I thought about using one of the ones that had a soul or something like Someone's got to get something from Soul Eater, and they all basically are just the same. One, I fucking love Black Star and Subaki so much. I have a Soul Eater one as well. So, I just thought it would be fitting. I also really liked the... Like, if I could use, like, weapons in real life, you know, and, like, train with them, I feel like a weapon like Tsubaki would be the one I'd want to use. She's the most versatile. So I'm saying. She's turned into multiple things. That's fucking crazy. So. It's really weird, like, the fact that a human turns into a weapon. It's like, they can handle the pain, but they still feel all the fucking impacts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would suck, but. Yeah. It's also weird that it's genetic. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What do you mean genetic? I mean, you've, you've seen the ending of, of Soul Eater, right? Yeah, yeah, Marka yeah, yeah. is Meister and Weapon. Oh, that's right. Parents. 
are Meister and Weapon. Yeah, I forgot that she was both. Yeah. It, it's been, like, is that five canon, plus years since I finished it. I mean, canon to the anime, and I'm pretty sure that ha- that might happen in the manga. Uh, well. I've, I've never read the Soul Eater manga, I'm not sure. It's I, been, like, five plus years since I've seen the ending of Soul since I've even watched Soul Eater, so. I mean, the ending is trash, so that's okay. I feel like, given the way Fire Force is going, I need to rewatch Soul Eater. Do it. I or, will. or just rewatch Fire Force. It's better. It's a way better show. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean... Or you can watch new shows. Like One Piece. No. <laughs> Shutting it down so right nice. now. You could watch good shows. Like One Piece. No. But I'm still trying to get to Naruto. You could watch good <laughs> shows. You just got done watching Naruto, like, several months ago. Yes, but Naruto is not a good show. Naruto Shippuden is a good show. Okay, but I have to watch Naruto to get to Shippuden. No, you don't. Also, One Piece is way better than Naruto. Yes, I do. You you should. You should. Okay. I'm just saying, you don't have to. It's a separate series. You can skip it. In theory, there's enough flashbacks in Shippuden to pretty much fill you in. You basically rewatch Naruto Shippuden. You need. You should see the journey. Okay, so I'm, I'm about to fucking say. But One Piece way better than Naruto. Just saying. You know how many TikToks I have saved to one day just have you sit down and listen to fucking thousands of people's opinions on the show and why you should watch it to convince you to finally watch it. I have. They're all my life things in TikTok. I'm telling you. I'm one day. I'm gonna get a list. Show you them, and finally, as you understand, because you like shit animation like Ruby, but you don't an art style like Ruby, and you think One Piece is bad, fucking suck my dick, dude. Wrong. Anyways, rant over. I never said that the you have said that the fucking animation animation and art style of One Piece is trash. I said I'm not a fan of it. That's basically saying it's trash. (laughs) But I also have never said... You're just sugarcoating it. I also never said that I liked the original animation for Ruby. Their newer stuff has improved from their older stuff. And I'd like it better than their older animation. But you still like the older animation. Given the the people that made the show... Just saying. Just saying. You did like it. Oh my god. Hey, what's your next fucking weapon? Didn't I just say it? Yeah, it's your turn, dipshit. Oh. Bro, my... There's been so many random sidebars. Anyways. That, that's every episode that we have. The rest of us could keep track. Hey, Crimson, that's a podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Especially with us four fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. My next one's the ODM gear. I would argue that that is a weapon, considering how fucking Levi uses it. Technically, the, the ODM Kaza. gear is a mode of transportation. Well, the, the, the swords is, are part of it. Yeah. Mm. That's why I'm considering the entirety of it as a weapon. Yeah. Because, again, considering how fucking Levi and Mikasa use it, mm-hmm. they don't use it as a weapon transformation. They use it as a weapon. Yeah. Uh, but no, overall, like, ODM gear is so... F- it's such a cool idea and, like, design to just be, like, basically Spider-Manning around everywhere. Like steampunk Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's so impractical. Like, it would never actually work that well. It, like... In theory, yes, but they still, weirdly enough, uh, design it in a way where it's like, 
Maybe. Like, it, it makes... Maybe. It could happen. It does How make do some logical come back? sense. Because um, they stick into stuff. How do they retract? So, because... Of, my guess is because of the gas that they use, it's obviously high pressure. So, typically, whenever something has a launch, there's typically a release button to go back with it. But it's a wire. Yeah. It, it probably works in the same way as, like, a... Um, like a tape measure does. Yeah. How it goes back. There's but probably I'm a talking about the, the, the top of it gets crushed in it like walls and stuff. How does it pull itself back out of a wall? Oh, they probably have to do that manually. Uh, probably through like the sheer force of their body. There's probably a button or something they can know. press that can like retract the claws in it. I don't know. I'm saying does it make sense? They show blueprints, but they're all in Japanese, so yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> Hey, kid whose mom we met at uh, Spaghetti Works a couple years ago that speaks Japanese, um, get in the comments and tell us what the fuck they say. Yeah, yeah. Know that we're talking about you, for one thing, and ha- listen to our podcast. Also, look, I feel like, okay, I agree with you. Totally a good weapon, right? Oh, yeah. Major flaw in the design of the weapon. The fucking sheer fact that they go through so many blades. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous, I mm-hmm. think. Because they're just cutting through flesh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, the titan, hard titan flesh, but yeah. Yeah, because when, I mean, they, like, when they fight like humans, like they don't go through thousands, like several blades. I st- still feel like they shouldn't go as many blades as they do. I can understand when they start hitting like hardened titans, like when they actually hit the hard stuff, like the crystals or the bones. Mm-hmm. But when they're just cutting... Flesh? No. Doesn't check out. I, I mean, it's because they get dulled. Because every time you use it, it's going to get dulled Yeah, up. but they'd be making crappy weapons then. Considering... Some fucking swords... Go take your best knife right? and just consistently just hit a piece of ham. Some swords fucking last a long time, dude. Staying yeah, sharp. but think of how the momentum... That they are swinging them with. I feel like it'd be making it way easier to cut things. They are going like 100 miles an hour or something. Think of the angry human Beyblade that is <laughs> Captain <laughs> Levi. The fidget spinner. Oh my gosh. No. Do not disrespect him and call him the fidget spinner. Beyblades are weapons. Yeah. yeah. As much as I hate this. Yeah. Technically so are Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I would say more the dual disc is the weapon. Um, it's it, the thing that like. Unless you're using. them pain. I wouldn't say... You know, it's a fucking hologram. Yeah, but Kaiba is just straight up like, I'm going to stand on this ledge, so if you blow up my hologram, I will fall off and die. <laughs> Check that. Oh, okay, so the compressed gas cylinder. So two cylinders, one on each sheath, store compressed gas, which is used to both fire and retract the grapples. Cool. Doesn't check out. <laughs> Uh, there's also a turbine. Gas from the cylinders is blown directly into the turbine powers. Uh, powers the winch to retract the grapple cables. The pressure of the gas is regulated to control how quickly the cables are retracted. Dope. Yeah. You could blow my turbine. Uh, right now. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. He ain't gonna make me retract my grappler. So my next weapon. Uh, I'm gonna do my bleach one. And uh, with a show like Bleach, which is 
filled with badass weapons. Literally every character has a different weapon. Yeah, that gets more and more badass as they go along. Uh, it can be a little difficult to pick one, but of course I just followed my heart and went to the coolest one, and that is Hyorin Maru, which is the Zanpakuto that becomes an ice dragon. Uh, it's used by Captain Toshiro, the, the white-haired one. He's not really a kid, but he looks like one. Yeah. Well, he has an adult form. That's true, he does now. But he specifically... Only when he tells, uses Yeah, he specifically tells people that he is not a kid. A kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. I was so excited because I thought we were going to pick the same captain. Now I'm sad. <laughs> but his fucking Bankai and his weapon in general... Yeah. His uh, Shikai release, I think is what they're called. Yeah, Shikai. His has the, uh, it's the ice wings. Yeah. And the tail and the claws and stuff. Yep. Yeah, Toshiro, it, he, I don't know if he's my favorite captain. He's definitely up there for me. But his Zanpakuto is definitely peak. It's just, who wouldn't want a fucking sword that becomes an ice dragon? I mean, that is pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, if, if somebody was like, hey, this is your weapon, you're gonna, you're gonna turn that down? No. Not me. I fuck with it. Yeah, me too. Who's your favorite captain? Mm-hmm. Aizen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Probably Kenpachi. I can respect uh, that. Ganpachi Rogan. His Goku. fucking Bankai is fucking lit too, dude. Mm-hmm. The meat cleaver. We'll see that animated. I'm excited. Yeah. Dude, that's not only a meat cleaver, he just fucking goes berserk. Right. It's insane. But yeah. Nice. That's, uh, that's Yuri Maru. Um, mine is also going to be a shord. And it is going to be the Kurikara from Blue Exorcist. Ooh. It is the uh, sword that contains Rin's demon powers. Or devil powers that when unleashed turns him full devil. Well, not full devil, but you know, yeah. shows his devil abilities and makes us we can basically no longer live as a normal human mm-hmm. and makes him incredibly badass. Rino Kumara is such a cool fucking character. Yeah, I love him. I have a buddy at work that's starting Blue Exorcist for the first time, and I'm really excited for him. Yeah. Um, but we even see it get damaged during the show and has to be repaired. Otherwise, he's going to be like Max Demon mm-hmm. forever. And they basically use um, melted down bolts from a church to be able to cleanse it and repair it, if I remember correctly. So you said Max Demon, and why does that sound like some shitty Disney XD show? <laughs> Max Demon. He might be the son of Satan, but he's trying to live a normal life. Meet Max. Max Demon. And he's just like skateboarding around. Random kick flip here and there. A little tail out the back. Yeah, what was your shorts and a backwards cap. The Kurikara, the sword from Blue Exorcist. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like some bloodline kind of shit. Yeah. Max Demon. Max Demon. <laughs> Nah, Rin Okumura. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but Rin is fucking dope, and 
I kind of wish that that show had like kind of continued on with like more adventures. Like you have the Kyoto <coughs> Saga, but that's not nearly as cool to me because it goes back before his brother's powers are released too. Yeah, that's just like a fill-in. Uh, I would have heard that the manga is pretty different, yeah. so I might check it out. But I've been wanting to like see them actually fight and kill Satan. Yes, that would be awesome. Because they, they just have like that sort of half fight at the end. Yeah. Where he just kind of seals him back. He doesn't actually finish the job. Yep. You could definitely make another season of yep. Blue Exorcist. Or just redo it and make it follow the story. It does follow the story, but the manga, I think, continues a little bit further I down. thought the second season of Blue Exorcist was different from the manga. There's no the, second season. The, the second season uh, takes place like in, in like, a middle. middle section of the yeah. first season. The Kyoto Saga takes place before his brother's powers are released. So it's before like the fucking like archbishop and their grandfather gets involved. Yeah, there's there's a moment in the the first season when he goes on trial and then he's separated from everybody for a little bit and then they get back together and there's a time gap in the show and the Kyoto Saga takes place in that time gap. I don't remember any of this. Yeah, that's uh, okay. You don't have to watch Kyoto. Saga. I've never finished it because I don't like it. I finished it. It's fine. It's just nowhere near as good as the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, cool story, though. Kirikara. Okay. I'm going to go with my Bleach one now. And then that is going to be... Uh, scroll back up to the top. <laughs> uh, Captain Shunsui and his weapon, his Zanpakuto. Uh, do you know who that is? Off the top of my head. Bleach has a lot of names. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The the kimono guy, yes. Yes. So, he is on back to... Basically, his uh, Shikai, which is the first release of his on back to, basically brings children's games to life. And if you win the children's game, you live. If you lose the children's game, you die. And there's different variations of the children's games. First one is uh, Wob- Wobbly Top uh, emulates a spinning top game that sees Shuisui rotate at high velocities whilst wielding his twin ship, uh, scimitars. This attack can deal damage, distort, and trap those that get caught in the high pressure vortex created by this. Uh, uh, is a, is essentially a game of red light, green light. Shuisui designates an opponent as it and must travel along the path of their attacks, like tag and shit. There's also one where you get your shadow stepped on, you lose. There's also one with colors, that you can only attack certain colors to cause damage and shit. Um, shadow Demian, yep. And then his Bankai, which I don't think I've seen yet, which I'm reading right now. Swishi's uh, Bankai release, Swishi holds his katanas in front of him with its blades face down as shadows protrude from his body while the spirit of Katana Kyoto embraces him. This release and its shadows distort the environment, transforming it into the, what Shuishu describes as dark, lonely, and hopeless space. This distortion of space means that Shuishu must confirm that his allies are at a safe distance before activating to ensure their safety. Anyone caught inside of the dark and distorted space created by this release is cast in a four-act play alongside this <laughs> character and the spirit. So I guess they go through a play. That's awesome. I love that. And it's just super creative. Yeah. And it's super cool. Like when I was when he was facing the uh, the first Espada, 
mm-hmm. and playing the I think it was him playing the first spot or the guy that shot the guns Stark yeah and he was playing the game with him I thought it was super cool and very creative so that's why I like those weapons so much yes and get wanting to see his Bonkai now and see a plague in an act it's like <laughs> even cooler than that yeah uh, I can't wait to see that that'll be so awesome I don't know if you guys have ever seen this guy uh, I'll show you a picture of him he's super cool have he's just got a cool vibe too, dude. You guys watch Bleach? Yeah, he's. he's I've watched like dude. sixty episodes of it. I after know. Rukia getting rescued. Oh, okay. And that's all Netflix had at the time, and I was in college and I went through. <laughs> I've definitely seen pictures of him, uh, huh. but I was bouncing through all the different anime because when I was first starting to get back into anime, so I was just trying to run through as many things as I could. So when the stuff on Netflix ended, I'm just like, I don't want to go look for the rest because it didn't really catch my attention too much. It's that's, pretty sweet. That's fair. But the uh, Waco Mundo arc is one of my favorite uh, anime arcs of all time. Ooh, fuck the filler. I hate the filler. Yeah, it's terrible. It's why um, Bleach died. See, the next thing I would have watched would have been the Bounce arc. So Don't yeah. just skip it. Um, I will say, out of the two dual wheelers in the fucking show... Mm-hmm. He way outclasses the other one. I'm just saying. Yeah. But yeah, that's my favorite captain and my favorite uh, Zonplakto. Totally fair. Slap <coughs> sure. uh, Uh My next one is... Probably, the what? character who wields the weapon has his own song that chants his name. Uh, Soga King? No. I didn't even watch uh, One Piece. You fool! It's Sephiroth's Masamune. If I pronounce the word right. It's his big ass fucking sword. Yeah, like the 10 foot long katana. It is 7 and a half feet long, just the blade itself. Hell yeah. Would Autumn be considered a weapon if I threw her at Cole? Weaponized. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Weaponized pussy. Yeah, no, that sword is fucking insane. Not to mention the fact that he swings it one-handed like it's nothing and can cut through literally fucking buildings yeah. with it. <laughs> with ease. With ease, yeah. A sword... I don't know who made it, but that man's a god. Uh, well, I think Shinra probably made it for him. Or then they fucked it. up! <laughs> or he made it himself. Well, he used to be a good guy. Yeah, and then he found out that his, <laughs> he's a fucking alien, for lack of a better term. Yeah, alien god. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna destroy the entire fucking planet now. Did you hear about the uh, Crisis Core remake? Yeah. Oh my god, I cried when I watched it. I'm Reunion so... and Crisis Core remake? Oh yeah. man. I'm so excited for that. I'm excited for Reunion because it's gonna be fucking nuts. I'm excited for Crisis Core because one, I never got to actually fucking beat the game on PSP when I had really? it. Oh. I couldn't get past the Sephiroth fight. Every time I would try to get past it, he would always use his Omni-Slash and just push my shit in. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, I've seen the ending of it, because I was like, I'm never going to fucking beat it. I want to know how it ends. And, so yeah, I'm really excited for Crisis Core. I'm definitely going to buy it, because I want to play through it again with, like... It looks like it has the new controls, similar to what Remake had. 7 Remake. Yeah. So, I'm really excited to play through it again. Uh... I'm excited for it just to watch that cutscene fight 
of Sephiroth versus and Genesis. And Genesis. Versus Genesis. Oh my word. I watched that so often because I love that fight scene. It's so good. And now imagine we're going to get a remake of that fight scene. Yeah. Oh my god. There was actually a time where, because uh, I love Genesis. He's such a badass. His sword's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, His sword is awesome. I went through and I read all of Loveless. I looked it up. I read all of Loveless. Nice. So yeah. Uh, Sephiroth's sword. Badass. Fucking seven and a half foot long blade. Cuts through everything. 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 So yeah. That's how she wrote it. Alright. Well, then I guess I'll take my turn. Unless there are any objections. Uh. Okay. Uh, so my next one. Uh, my next one is the Gawain from Code Geass. The Gawain is the uh, Anubis Lancelot that Lelouch steals from Schneisel. Um, which, there are a lot of badass nightmare frames in that show. But, but that one specifically. Gawain... Is that the big black one that he uses? Yeah, that has yeah. The, the dark beams that shoot out of it and it yeah. flies around. That thing is sick as shit. It's sick as shit. It's the first uh, flying nightmare frame. So that's already awesome. The Hyperion Cannon's amazing. And, like, what could you not want? I, I, I kind of wanted to say the Lancelot... Or the Guren, but they just don't compare. I also really like the, the is it the Chinese Federation? Is that what it's called? Uh huh. They're uh, they're top warriors. Nightmare. Uh, Shinke. Yeah, his is pretty sweet with like the spinning needle, with the thread. Um, yeah, that one is pretty sweet. But, but does it have spiral power? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Gawain is basically a gunman. Really? Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's the coolest one. And honestly, most of the the nightmares that uh, the mass-produced ones in the second season, I don't really like that much. Truth be told. Uh, they're just... Most of them are a little over the top for what we've already seen. Uh, but so Gawain is like kind of the peak of what nightmares from what we've seen can be. Yeah. Before they started doing those mass-produced ones. And they were just copying... Copying Lancelot and the Gwen, yeah. Which is bullshit. Like, be your own, you know? Right, exactly. Like, be unique. Losers. Right? Copsies, you know, don't don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm beating everybody with the Gwen. Nice. Crunchy. Um, so mine is going to be one of the more iconic, not the most iconic, like, weapon or power from the show, but one that was iconic for me growing up, and that's the Rose Whip used by Karama in Yu Yu Hakusho, because it's the only, like, major power of the four of them that is actually a weapon. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> because, With me, daddy. Like, he <laughs> has got his sword, but it's just a sword. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously you've got... The spirit sword and the spirit gun, but those are both powers. Yeah. The only time that Kuabaras is actually like generated through something is the first time he uses it. Yeah, which is the worst form of it. Yeah. Spirit sword, get younger. <laughs> but That's what he says every night. Yeah. 
I love the Rose Whip. Um, just the speed of it, the ways that he's able to then, you know, take the seeds from the roses he used and turn them into death plants and everything like that. Karama's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Karama will end you if you're on his bad side. And that's one of my favorite things. Like, in the uh, scene where, you know, they're uh, tracking his mom and he just plants a death plant <laughs> on the guy. Just casually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Why would you fuck around? Yeah. The Rose Whip to me was just such a cool thing. Um, me and my friend growing up, we would, you know, we had to play because we both loved Yu Yu show as kids. Mm-hmm. And we would pretend to like use the Rose Whip and the Spirit Sword and stuff like that. With just random shit. Like it would just be a string that uh, the Rose Whip would be. And one of my favorite ones is... When they are going into the beast castle in one of the first arcs, and he uses it to grab the part of the brain so yeah. the guy can't reform correctly, yeah. and then just carves him up with it. That was badass. That was yeah. badass. I would love it if we got like an OVA or something with today's animation ability. Because I love Yu Hakusho's like classic design. There are OVAs. I know, but we don't have them dubbed. But I want someone like something like from today. With today's animation, to be able to watch the Rose Whip with the speed and everything that Karama uses it with. You a Shashapudin? No. <laughs> There's so much more. Like, they could have given us more, but... Tagashi's too busy working on Hunter Hunter again. I'm not going to yeah. try and yeah, pressure right. him to give you us more you finish Yu Hakusho? Like, that was the end of his story? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. But there's always more that he could, he could give us. I know, but this means it's going to be good if he has a complete story. Why would I know. Do more? I know. That's why I just want another OVA. And there's no use putting his health in jeopardy to ask him to foretake. Yes, <laughs> that's why I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to be one of those people. Yeah, Crimson, come on. Fucking try. I haven't said shit just over here. Just trying to more Hunter Hunter. Fuck you. Dip shit. That's still Jesus. the best part of today's episode. Uh, I can't believe that. <laughs> that was fucking crazy. All right, back to you, Wiki. Hello, I just got really fucking tired all of a sudden. Uh, my next one uh, is gonna be uh, Scissor Blades from Kill a Kill. Oh, yeah. Both of them? Those, I, they those were originally one one thing. Well, they originally just don't know why. I, I will say this. Scenery. This will probably be our last round, so I don't know. Time's sake. What? What do you mean? Don't gonna pause it. Just say it out loud, dude. For time's sake, we're already almost to the point where we normally, where we get close to talking about the next, you know, review. I'm saying we'll probably get one more round, and then. Well, let's just get to talking. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. We have less time if we're we talking about how much time things. we have. Yeah. Did well, you bring on the prey, bro? I'm sorry. Scissor blades, <laughs> from Kill a Kill. They're dope. They are really cool. They cut life fibers. They can cut through fucking everything. Effects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, like, why did he think that that was a good idea to make those? So they could cut life fibers. Yeah, so the life fibers didn't take over the earth. Yo, the entire plot of the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was Killing Hill again? (laughs) Why would he create a weapon to fight the enemy? (laughs) Well, I guess my whole confusion <laughs> on it was the fact that the enemy ended up with one of them. He was on the life fibers. Yeah. That wasn't part of the plan. Yeah. <laughs> All 
Not everything goes according to plan. He was he was clearly I, on the life fiber side, guys. He probably didn't plan to be killed with one of them either. Yeah. Well, he needs to plan that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> Every con Why did he think of that? Yes. Every fucking con we go to, I try to find. I want to find the fucking red scissor blade that uh, Ryuku uses. And you've got purple, don't you? No. Because that's the only one I could find at every con we go to. And if I'm going to buy one and only keep one, I want it to be Ryoko's. That's fair. Well, why not buy the purple one? And then when you do have the red one, you'll have the matching set. I don't really care about the purple one. Well, then you clearly don't care about killing them life fibers. <laughs> Plus, it's the only one that Says the guy that was on the side of the life fibers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not on any side. I'm a neutral that, party. That's what somebody on the life hybrid side would say. <laughs> I'm a neutral fucking party. <laughs> okay, Sweden. Yeah, Sweden over here with their life hybrids. Uh, I hate everything about this session. <laughs> <laughs> that was my weapon. Uh, my last one. Why is it going to be the last one? You're going to say that. He's done playing after this. <laughs> my next one is... It's utility, but it's more so a weapon than utility. We're getting shit on you for this, aren't we? Now for me, shield. That's not my thing. That's a weapon. Yeah, okay. That's okay. the whole plot of the show, is that it's a weapon. Yeah. Do you just not get plots of shows? <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. Like, it's a shield. Typically, you think of it as utility, and the way he uses it is most, you know, a lot of times is utility, but also he has a lot of fucking attack power. Well, if I take also. a shield and I decapitate you with it, it's a weapon. He does straight okay, up murder Captain. people with that shield. Yeah, I know! <laughs> John Walker yeah. fucking murdered someone in, Cap in Falcon and the Winter Soldier with a fucking shield. True. Yeah, well, John Walker's also a dumbass. Eh, he did the best with what he was given. He's a normal guy. Uh, yeah. Having to live up to Captain America. They could have chosen anybody better. They could have just not chosen anyone. That's more correct. Tell like, the comics. Like, we won't get more into this, but John Walker, he... Terrible he, Captain America. No, he, he with totally understandable so situations. So fat. All right. We're pausing yeah. to go together. Uh, but yeah, now Fumi Shield is badass. Yeah, because Crimson's yeah. trying to rush us. The fucking rage shield that it turns into... And season, the season two with that gets really crazy. The fucking Iron Maiden that it yeah. can summon. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Or Blood Sacrifice. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. because it, it shield isn't necessary. How do I describe this? The shield Poorly is the apparently. weird part of it. Because typically when you have a shield, you use it to block things. Yeah. Or in Cap's case, you throw it as a weapon. Let me ask you a question. He summons shit Let me ask you a question. You play D&D, &D, right? Typically, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know there's moves in D&D &D where you can shield bash people in the face which make it a weapon? Like Skyrim. I'm talking about summoning a literal Iron you Maiden see? out of it. I mean, you could, I'm just saying. Yeah, but part yeah. of that shield's ability is being able to basically absorb power and material to replicate. Yeah, I guess that's all of the cardinal weapons, technically. Yeah. He just uses yeah, the most. Yeah. Right. Uh, the yeah, spear's he's, stupid. He's got dozens. The hero or the weapon? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Realistically speaking, if if I was one of the cardinal heroes, I would probably hope for the spear, but I would use it way better than. Um, I'd hope for the bow, honestly. Yeah, I, just, I like spears. Yeah, I Stay back. Bah, bah. 
I'm not gonna lie, I can't remember the third fucking weapon. Is it just a sword? Yes. That's stupid. <laughs> why why, is, why that is that stupid? stupid? It's like the mainstay. It's like exactly. Classic. It's classic. People use swords throughout the entire history. Like, I think that's the most used. But it seems like he's just just there. I'm just picturing the fucking idiot that is They're the spear hero. Just going, <laughs> Hey, can I have that back? <laughs> That'd be awesome, but they are literally incapable of being separated from their weapons. All right. Which sucks for the bow hero if he's shooting arrows. He just gets dragged along. Zerio, what is your next weapon? My next one uh, out of the 17 I have left, and I will be saying them all. Shit. We're going around, so I hope you guys have enough. I can think of some. Um, we had seven. So um, that's why you wanted to stop. Yeah. We definitely haven't gone through seven yet. No, so. we absolutely haven't. So I go ahead and pick the one that I picked from Naruto. Again, a show that has tons of weapons to choose from. So I picked the one that, again, is clearly just the coolest. Uh, and that's the Totsuka Blade. Now, the Totsuka Blade is uh, a sword that when it stabs somebody, it seals them into an alternate dimension of drunken stupor. Oh, that's the that's a Itachi blade, isn't it? Yeah. So it seals them away into an alternate dimension where they're just drunk forever. I clearly have not gotten to this point. It's no, you haven't. Sh- it's in Shippuden. Gotcha. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like the coolest shit ever. Yeah, it it's like a sake gourd uh, with a flaming blade coming out of it. It's fucking sick. That sounds metal as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, watch Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> have Continue, you, sir. Have you ever met somebody that you just wish you could send them into a world of drunken stupor forever? Me. <laughs> I wish I would uh, do it to myself. Do it to myself, yeah. Sure. Uh, never get out. Yeah. Um, fun fact about Naruto. Uh, if we're talking about people being sealed in places, by lore of the show, the third Hokage is sealed inside. You've seen this. I saw his death. Yeah. Okay. You've seen it. By lore of the show, the third Hokage is in the stomach of a reaper fighting arms for all of eternity. Arms? Arms, yeah. Because uh, the, the lore says that whoever is in the seal of the reaper death seal, they have to fight for all of eternity. Well, the third Hokage seals himself along with Orochimaru's arms. So he can't use jutsu again. <laughs> so, it, so he's literally catching them hands. He's just <laughs> catching them hands <laughs> in, in hell, basically. That's funny as shit. I yeah. never thought of it that way. Yeah. Fuck. So it's either that or you can be drunk forever. Yeah. Both sound like really weird options. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would take the drunk forever. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely take the drunk forever. For sure. Because um, if you're drunk forever, you never have to deal with a hangover. Um. <laughs> but also, you're throwing up so often. Oh, all the time. All the time. It's just constant projectile vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Did you just mute the computer? Yes. 
Was that your phone or the computer that made the noise? Computer made the noise. Oh, I thought it was your phone. I was got so confused. I was like, why are you meeting the computer? My phone vibrated. Okay, my bad. Frenchie. Um, so my next one is uh, going to be another non-typical weapon that is weaponized well, and that is the Death Note. Ooh. Because yeah. I consider that, that the, a weapon. The entire yeah. purpose of it is murderous yeah. intent. It, yeah, it's an object that kills people. I'd say that classifies as a weapon. I, I would agree with that statement. For sure. <laughs> and of course it ends up in the hands of the smartest goddamn motherfucker with a god complex. Mm-hmm. Kira is one of my favorite anime serial killers. I didn't think I'd be hearing that sentence today. Yeah, well... Really, I think it's been said of quite a few times on this podcast. There's a lot of anime serial killers. That's fair. Comment your favorite serial killers. Princess Euphemia. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Technically, she's not a serial killer. She's just a mass murderer. Yeah. <laughs> she's a terrorist. I just love Wiki's face. Yeah. And she's good at taking direction. That's true. That is probably still the best line I've uttered on this fucking podcast. Because <laughs> you both are like, ooh, that hurts. It does. It does. Um... But the Death Note is just such a unique thing because it's just a simple notebook. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an inconspicuous murder tool. And like, you know, you were to walk into an armory, that's not going to be the first thing you pick up unless you know what it is. Right. But... Oh, somebody left their notebook behind. Yeah. Well, Maybe so just, you better hope it works if you're going... If like, that's the case. If you go into an armory, it's like, oh, this is probably where they you know, keep inventory. Or something like that. Even though it's probably the... As long as you know who you're fighting, the easiest way to kill someone. Yeah. Although, it does say Death Note on the cover. Yeah. But again, unless you know what that is, mm-hmm. or if it's the fucking one that has just the weird um, different languages, because each Death Note looks different. That's true. Uh, you know, if we're thinking about it that way, where we see it in an armory, I still just might take it. I might need something to read on the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Open it, and it's just blank. Yeah. Huh. Huh. What happens if you just start doodling people in it? Hmm. I don't know. I probably wouldn't want to doodle people in it if it's limited pages, though. The, the uh... It's just a notebook you found. You don't fucking know. The pages aren't actually limited, though, according to the rules of the Death Note. Oh, that's right. Um, Shit, I forgot about that rule. Yeah, it'll just produce more pages. But I don't remember there ever being a rule about doodles. Did we ever, I don't remember if we discussed this. Can you kill yourself with the Death Note? Uh, uh, the rules say that uh, it... I think it, what it says is it doesn't work on yourself, but it also recommends not trying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's one of the ones that Ryuk might have made up. So it's hard to tell. Yeah. yeah. Because technically, you don't know what your actual face looks like. You've never seen your own face. True. You've seen reflections or pictures, True. which are technically just reflections. You've never seen your actual face. Have you ever heard of a true mirror? No. I've seen, I've seen videos of it. Uh, this guy made like a custom mirror. It's, it's super weird looking, but it's supposed to uh, show your true reflection, so it actually shows you how other people see you. So you're not seeing an inverted version of you, you're seeing 
They knew you? You know, I thought I was going to sleep well tonight. Now I have to think about that fucking shit. That you've never actually seen? Have you ever thought about, too, is that when you're, no matter where you're looking, you can always see your nose? Yeah, I that one's that fucked. Because I had a big ass nose. Yeah. So thanks for saying that. That makes me feel a little better. Yeah. No, and, and okay. you'll just start noticing it now every now and then. Like well, I'm looking I'm, right at you, and I can see it right here. I've always noticed, but again, I thought that was just because I had a big ass nose. Nope. Cool. That's your weapon. I know what's up. Knows what's up. Okay. So. We want to do some honorable mentions and then do one final round. <laughs> For sure. <coughs> Is good with everyone? <coughs> Sitting a little over an hour, so I mean, we're good. So, alright, we can I get think some... the time's irrelevant. I don't know why he's stressing about it. Uh, stressing about real world time. Uh, so, shh, my two honorable mentions. Uh, Zabaza's Executioner Blade. That yeah. just, just looks fucking cool. I think it has the lamest power out of all the swordsmen. The seven, the seven swords of the mist. Yeah, it, it stupid power. Yeah, but it did have the um, unfortunate misgiving of since it didn't have a power originally, they were like, "Oh, we'll have to give it a power that, for some reason, Zabuza never had to use." Because yeah, the blade it, never broke. Yeah, so he was. Yeah, it was kind of doomed to be shit. Yeah, it is kind of metal though. Like obviously, it's a sword and it's metal. That it fucking regrows itself with the blood of your enemies. That is cool. Just in comparison. Yeah. Well, they could have made it like, oh, the more blood it intakes, like, the fucking harder it gets, so it hits harder. Or, like, the, like, the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I still think of it. Intaking power- more iron, that means it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, the power is cool, but it requires you to let your sword break. Andrew, why would you do that? And Zabuza is not that kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's not that you have to let your sword break. I think it's that in case your sword breaks. It is. But it how is. often do we see a break? Never. Not while Zabuza is Well, we're introduced to it twice. And one, 50% of the time it breaks. <laughs> um, and my next honorable mention is another unique weapon. And that is Nami's from One Piece Climate Staff. That Usopp I made her. love that fucking thing. <coughs> Nami is able to fucking battle some of the strongest people because of this fucking thing, and it's crazy cool. She didn't even know how to use it, but she took down a devil fruit user early in the fucking show. This is super, super fucking versatile. It's insane, and she can help control weather, and with her knowledge of the weather, hella dope. And that is my last honorable mention. My honorable mentions are Lost Vein. Which is Meliodas' blade. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, Crow's Scythe from Ruby. Talking anime. Yep, talking anime. I stand by that statement. Uh, and then Cloud Buster Sword, specifically from Advent Children. The one that's seven other Buster Swords. The one that's like seven other fucking swords, yeah. yes. I mean, that's great. I love it. I mean, even the OG Buster Sword is just a gorgeous weapon alone. Mm-hmm. And it's iconic. But, yeah, but Clouds and Advent Children takes to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous. So, yeah. Okay. I have uh, I have four honorable mentions and then my last one later. So, uh, <clears throat> my honorable, honorable mentions, Saika from Dararara, the katana that possesses people. Oh! 
that one is sick and whoever it slashes it infects and also possesses them super cool yeah um my next one I mention is Excalibur from Soul Eater uh best weapon no nope. it's it's proven no nope. he takes over the school in nope. a that is day. true he's the strongest one he just has a high demand which makes sense you have Gross. to work for that power it tur- he turned zero to hero just like that because he read he listened to a story and read a book exactly uh next one is the kyber armor from star wars visions uh specifically the episode with the two dark side twins that are fighting against each other and they have that kyber crystal armor that spawns more blades arms and shit yeah and has like the iron man chest laser it's like it's stupid as hell but it's sick as fuck yeah if you know anything about uh like how star wars technology is you know how that doesn't work but they made it fucking awesome (laughs) yeah and that's what matters and my last honorable mention is one that i can almost guarantee none of you know because i think i'm the only one who's seen this show and uh, that is babo from mar so mar is an isekai that was on toonami a long time ago uh and uh, the main character wields this weapon named Babo, who is, um, he's like an iron ball on, uh, like a handle and chain, but it's got that rest on top, like a, like the ball on a string where you try to land it on top of the ball platform, kind of, but it's not really cut. Yeah, that guy. What the fuck? Yeah, so he's a, <laughs> he's an iron mustachioed ball What the fuck he like? Guy Fox, but with actual eyes. <laughs> He's great. What the fuck? Yeah. Can you please assign this one day? I've wanted to, but... You can't uh, find it, can you? Yeah, it's it's not, like, anywhere, and I don't think the dub finished, but I guess that's not really a problem. Watch this dub. But, um... But it's a, it's a cool show, and all the uh, enemies are based off of chess pieces. That's cool. There's a Babo version 6. What? And it's a ninja. It's a literal just ninja cat. Babo's dope. Apparently Fresh you can watch Bonita. more on Amazon. Oh, cool. Huh. You have to pay for it? Or? I don't know if I can I've got Amazon. Um, so my honorable mentions are uh, Gone's Fishing Pole from Hunter Hunter. Like oh, just nice. general lightsabers in Star Wars Visions, but specifically the fucking katana drawn one yes. in the first episode. Oh, so good. Um, the Golden Rose so Sword from Sword Online that uh, Alice uses in Alicization. Ooh, yeah. That because super cool. I love all the swords in. Uh, SAO, but the first couple of them have no fucking powers. Yeah. Um, but all the ones that pop up in Alicization pretty sick. much are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the White Rose Sword mm-hmm. that uh, UGO uses. Um, um, memory release is a lot like Bankai, and I'm 100% here for it. Yeah. Um, Goku's Power Pole from the early days yes. of Dragon Ball. 
Uh, I, I, I can't believe he doesn't still use it. I know he kind of outgrew it, but it's a magic pull. It can get stronger with him. <laughs> Tell me it can. And then uh, my last one is Excalibur from Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night specifically. You wielded by Saber. Hell yeah. Man, I don't know why I didn't fucking think about uh, the Fate series, because Gilgamesh's ultimate weapon, oh. sick as hell. Oh, fuck. The, like, world destroyer class weapon yeah. or whatever. Or fucking Kill a Kill. Not fucking Kill a Kill. A Kame Ga Kill? Yeah, uh, I did think yeah. of a Kame Ga Kill. I was thinking of a Kame Sword. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, you want to start a final round? Oh, uh, Simone's Login. That's, yeah, that's pretty, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. It can literally turn anything else into a weapon that he can control. Yep. <laughs> I still love Kami now when he was in Gurren, just picking up and shoving it into the head. <laughs> yeah. Not knowing what the fuck it was going to do. See, now well, I have they two, had two, two faces. <laughs> oh my god. And now we are combined. <laughs> he just stares at him for a second, and then it connects. Yeah, I oh, love that. Show the comedic, so much. the comedic timing in that show was so perfect. Yeah, so good. Mm. Oh, yeah. Logon is awesome. Spiral power. Uh, my last one. I didn't say I was ready and done talking about it. Could you imagine if? Oh, go ahead. Logon, uh, like invaded the Star Wars universe and plugged into the Death Star. <laughs> You know, I'd rather not. Die, death, log on. Yeah. Why? He'd save all his planets from being destroyed. That's true. That's <laughs> the Death Star would be a really good weapon against the anti-spiral. Yeah. Do you know uh, why Princess Leia's planet was blown up? They found themselves in Alderaan places. I don't get it. Because it's Alderaan. What is? Yes. All right, Crimson, you're talking about wanting to speed us up. Let's. <laughs> My last one is uh, Spirit Spirit Chastity Fold from Seven Deadly Sins. The, you uh, have two from the same show? I do. Oh my uh, gosh. Is, is it the, the it's true, true form? It's the true form. Yeah. I sick. fucking love that thing. Yeah. Just the entire fact and I love that you, random citizen. <laughs> I love the fact that it's basically like five weapons in one. Mm-hmm. It's cheating. <laughs> I just okay. okay. It's a it. pillow. It is a that, pillow. Yeah, that is fucking. That's alive. Yeah, mm. it's um, a living pillow. Yeah, I, that's also a bear. That's be, also a spear. That's also a shit ton of daggers. A giant yeah. flower. That's also a flower. That knows solar beam. Before he unlocked its true form, I definitely would have said that the other fairy king had a cooler spear. Oh but, yeah. But yeah, well, once, uh, once true spirit spear came out. Yeah, that thing is awesome. Oh, yeah. The design is way better. Mm-hmm. So much more powerful. Absolutely. Alright. Yeah. Uh, my last one is the Tetsaiga from Inuyasha. I was wondering when you were going to say that one. <laughs> I specifically left that off my list. Yeah. So, uh, not only is it one of the weapons I basically grew up with, um, but all of the sweet forms that it takes on throughout the series... He gets a lot of awesome powers with it. That is an awesome weapon. Uh, I still feel like Inuyasha sort of underutilizes it. Um, He's also not that smart. He's not that smart. 
to be fair, most shonen main characters are not. That's fair. Hold up. Hold Continue. up. Okay. So yeah, the Tetsaga is really sweet. Um, have any of you seen it all the way through? Nope. Not all the way through. I'm like 60 episodes in. I haven't even started it. What are all the forms you've seen? By that time, pro- probably only the Red Tetsaga, right? I think so. It's been like two years since I've watched any of it because it got really slow and I got burnt out on it. I didn't even know I had other forms. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a ton of different ones. <laughs> I saw where it got really big. <laughs> that that's. A, <laughs> I just know it was made out of like his dad's tooth. Yeah, um, but <coughs> it's uh, it's got like the ability to take on properties of uh, demons that it slays. So he he gets. Yeah, it's like Mega Man has this big fucking sword. It's tight. Yeah, so he gets one where it breaks through barriers. There's one that like gets a bunch of diamonds. Sick. Yeah, a bunch of, and there's like a dragon one. It's sweet. I love dragons. Me too. Frenchy. My last one is. Uh... <clears throat> Juzu, Juzo Inui's head, his gun that he has for a head, because that thing, oh, one, is just super fucking cool looking. Like, his character design is one of my favorites of any show we have reviewed. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Juzo. And also, fuck that thing is powerful. Yeah. When it wiped out, what, seven other gun heads? When he tricked them into going to the what he, they thought was a safe location? Yeah, that was so sad. Yeah. Fucked. And was. I also love the fact that he has to have someone else pull the trigger, mm-hmm. and like his body in general is just fucking dope as shit as a weapon. Yeah, it's all decked out. Yeah, he but, is a murder machine. Yeah, the gun itself, plus the fact that he can smoke cigarettes with it is still really funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Even though we don't see his face move, he's got a mouth. Which yeah, but to do anything, it. it just opens. Yeah, it doesn't actually move. Yeah, he it doesn't. just. That's something that actually bothered me for the longest time. What? That's something that actually bothered me throughout the entire show. He's like an alien. He just has a little mouth that comes out to smoke the cigarettes and talk. Yeah, reminds me of Assassination Classroom with Koro Sensei. Mm -hmm. I was like, his mouth doesn't move and he's constantly smiling, but he's constantly talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and eating. I'm actually not a hundred percent sure if he technically speaks out of his mouth because. We don't know. Yeah, his body's so weird because we still don't know how he sees anything, for one thing. Yeah. His gun face is completely covered. He can still see. So maybe he... Maybe all of his senses are... And he, he speaks and shit throughout his whole body or something. I don't know why, but that just reminded me from the but. scene from Rogue One where they have the blind guy and they put the... Uh, um, bag over his head. He's like, "Are you kidding me? I'm blind." <laughs> that shit <laughs> cracked me up. Yeah, uh, that just popped into my head. But uh, yeah, I think Juzo is just such a well-designed character, and I fucking love his shit. Yes, Juzo is awesome. I fucking love that show so much. It was a really good show. I should watch it again. Yeah. So that's what I got. All right. Yay. What's up? What's We're our assignment, G? Oh, I was writing my ratings. Uh, the assignment is Boku no Pico. 
Finally! Sweet. Been wanting to rewatch it. I'm pretty sure it's 12 episodes. Who, uh, who recommended that to you? Uh-huh. Who recommended that to you? My dad. Sweet. So, go God watch that. Chad. And we're going to be talking about 86 tonight. Did you? Did you actually give your assignment? I, I just said it. Boku no Pico? Uh, that's what I said, right? Yeah, but that's only four episodes. So you were incorrect. Oh. Is that the actual... Is that what I just said? The anime assignment's Grand Blue. I'm just fucking with everything. <laughs> I'm about to go into the fucking notes and change it and be like, God fucking, I'm not watching this. You take the punishment? Overwatching child porn? Yes! It's not porn. Where can you find it? Online? I don't think it's actually... It's, if it's porn, it's hentai. And that show is not hentai. That's still a no for me. Cat. Also, you watch High School DxD. That's true. But nobody's fucking. Is anybody fucking in that other show? You liked Redo of Healer. They fucking. Yeah, so shut the fuck up. That's not even consensual. Anyways, <laughs> Grand Blue is the anime assignment. It's 12 episodes. I uh, appreciate sure last time I checked, you can find it on Amazon Prime. There you go. Woo! Cool. Supposedly one of the funniest shows out there. For mine, I keep hearing. I don't know if that's true or not. But let's go. 86. So, obviously, talked about it last week, but assigned this show because it was one of the. Uh, final performances for uh, Billy Kamitz before he passed away and had to step away from uh, work due to cancer. Um, and I'm very happy I actually got to finally finish this series. I had watched a couple episodes of it a couple months ago and then got sidetracked just getting back into One Piece and all of our assignments and stuff like that. And I forgot how heavy this show is in the first couple episodes with the... Throughout the whole thing, really. Yeah. With the fucking revelations about all the shit with the 86 and uh, all of the, uh, you know, unmanned drones and stuff that they say they're fighting with. Yeah, and there's zero casualties. Only to find out that they're just extremely fucking racist. Super racist. And that's one of the things I enjoyed this show, that they're able to cap encapsulate imperialism, militarism, racism. Yeah. It captured, to me, a lot of the best parts of shows like Attack on Titan, Gar- Darling of the Franks, and um, Code Geass. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It really, um, it really shows... Um, I think it's like a really accurate representation of what... Uh, the world would look like if the Nazis won. Mm. They found a, we- a way to weaponize the Holocaust. Yeah. That's what, that was the term that I came up with watching the show. Yeah. Was, Which is fucked. Was basically, they were just the Aryans. Yeah. And everybody who didn't fit the we're Aryan the race. Yeah. Everybody who didn't fit the Aryan race, they were the pigs. Uh, not human. Crimson, can I ask you a question? Uh, depends if I feel like answering it. Why the fuck did you send me Janelle looking at tokens? Are they made Those are his newest ones. newest ones. Yeah, but I also follow him on Instagram, so I'm going to see uh, I just didn't know if you had seen them yet or not. Silly earlier. goose. I'm on his webpage every second of the day looking at it to see if he's posting communist stuff or <laughs> Thurl God stuff. That's fair. You don't think I'm, you don't think I'm watching this shit ready for it to drop, bro? I'm on it. Anyways. Blue bonnet. 
Um, yeah, this show was just, it tugged at heartstrings. It was really fucking intense in a lot of moments. Mm-hmm. And I only had like maybe two complaints about the whole show. Such as? Uh, well, the first one, I feel like towards the beginning, there were too many characters for me to care a lot about. Well, it was af- death for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point, though, is to introduce you to all these people that are just going to die yeah. over and over. Yeah. And, well, it was after the uh, when I got to the second half of the show, where it was the five remaining, and they kind of you know dug like they did more with them, and I was like, you know, you could start kind of growing, like you know, enjoying the characters and such. Um, so that was my first kind of like big issue with it. The second one I mentioned to Frenchie earlier today was um, I wasn't. I wish that we would have seen more about the major after the first half of the show. Like once. It's not a power though. Yeah, and see, right, and I get that. I just because of the way it ended between uh, Reaper and the major when they left and they were like, "We're free now." You don't really see much of like what happened to the major afterwards. You only get small amounts, which I get. Like, is you know, it's not necessarily her story, even though at the beginning it made it seem out to be her story. Yeah, but the title of the show is literally eighty six. It's about the eighty six. Well, so she's still. just sitting in a chair. Yeah. Why well, is it no? Because of what she was trying to do to basically, for lack of a better term, cripple her government and try and actually make it seem like these, you know that the eighty six were also people. Mm-hmm. I I was hoping that we would have seen more of the like inside job on it, especially when she got her new nickname with the red hair and everything. I would like to have seen like you know how that happened. Like what, what, what events happened between uh, them meeting, them reuniting, and when they left? That see, I disagree because I think we got so much built up in the first couple episodes of the Republic and just how fucked up everything is in their government mm-hmm. that well, yeah. it literally just would have been kind of boring to see it because it would have been the exact same stuff that she faced in the first couple episodes just repeated. And I think it would have probably made the plot worse. I love seeing the group of five able to escape and experience some sort of freedom for the first time in their lives. I thought that was a much better path for them to go. Yeah. I I, I mean, I did did like that. I'm not saying that I didn't. I thought that was also really, really good. I love that they did that. Um, Yeah, I I would have been disappointed, I think, if they would have uh, taken time away from it. To focus more on her, and I like that. Um, it's kind of like in a, uh, a sort of a D and D perspective where it's like the char- your character only knows certain things, right? So, um, <clears throat> the the people the the eighty sixes have zero idea what's going on in the Republic. So, narratively speaking, we didn't really have a reason to either. That's and fair. We already did kind of know. Yeah, that's fair. And also, I'm going to be honest, Major Melise, not a super interesting character. She's fine. Yeah, but like... She's not I, super interesting because we didn't see enough of her, but I feel like from what we saw, she had great character development. Oh yeah, she did. It but like, I don't think... Enough for, me to, like, for her to be the main character, I don't think it would have been enough there to carry it for most of the series. I feel like it definitely would have if she was the one trying to 
liberate her country and free the 86. I feel like it would have been completely different. And it would have been, she would have rocked it as a main character. And she even, she did end up on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. True. So I feel like Again, that's completely false. I'm not saying that I disagree, but what I'm saying is I think their path they went down was better. Yes. I'm not saying you're wrong in that either. I'm just saying if she wasn't main character, she would not have been bad. It would have been a different. It would have been a different take for sure. Yeah. And that's why I said super interesting. I think she's interesting, but I think that Undertaker and the other four are more interesting. Yeah. But also, I do think that not all five of them should have survived. Why? Because they used that, um, you know, the red herring of them dying twice in the series, and the second time. I didn't like it as much. I thought you should have had at least one of them. Uh, I feel like they killed off like 15 people of their squad that you thought were going to stay. I feel like yeah. having five survivors okay. I know, but it's mostly the fact that they did it where, one, we thought all of them died halfway through the show. Yeah. And then we find out, okay, Reaper's alive. Oh, all five of them are alive. That's cool. But then they do it again at the end. That's and my then that's thing. when Undertaker has his whole internal mental breakdown. Yeah. I'm not... I don't really have a problem with all five of them living. I just think that... If with this, one of them died, it would have been... I don't even think, like, they necessarily had to die. I just think that the fact that they played that of, oh, they seem like they're dead, oh, they're not dead, twice, was a little drawback for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, didn't, they didn't need to play that card twice. I can yeah. see that. Um, the... Those five are in kind of a weird place where it's like, I like them all, but at that point in the story, um, I would not have uh, been like super devastated. There wasn't like a good narratively narrative time for them to die. Yeah. You know, there wasn't. There wouldn't have been a point where I would have been. I would have been like, oh man, I don't know. I think the one, if they worked... Like, Undertaker was not dying. Like, the way that they ended it with Undertaker and the Major, so fucking great. I love the ending of this show. Yes. You called me literally after you finished crying. The moment I finished it, I fucking called him. Because I was in tears because of how much I loved it. But the big thing... If they were to kill one of them, I think it would be um, the other... um, Not the artist, but the other, like... You know, the secondary captain. Oh, uh, the guy with the scars on his face. Yeah, the one that yeah. he had you know known from before the other three shows. It wasn't up. Dog, yeah. it was... I don't remember. I don't remember. There's so many names and everybody has at least two names. Yeah, yeah. but I so. think like if they were to kill anyone, I think he would have had the most emotional tie. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a good thing, like, you know, when Reaper was kind of losing himself... It would have been, if they did go using that narrative, it would have been a way to kind of like, you know, anchor him back. Yeah. Shoot him. Yeah. Werewolf. Yeah. That was the other one. Um, I love the Federation president. Yeah. He's great. He is so good. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Maze Hughes for some reason. In regards to the manner, just, he loves them so, like, he loves them regardless. Yeah. And he just cares for them, and he feels, you know, he wants to just be there for them. And I actually believe this country when they say, we genuinely do not want children to fight in wars. Yeah. We think that they should be protected. And, and it's like, wow, I I think you're right. <laughs> it's like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah, I will. 
novel idea. Uh, but yeah, they totally believe it. It's it's part of their actual convictions. But it's that being their convictions, they still honor the choices of the eighty sixes, which is also very good. Yeah, the Federation is just better than the Rep- in the show. They say it's not actually better, but it's actually better in pretty much every way. I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's exactly what you would expect. Yeah. They say it's not better because these kids are still fighting a war, but it is literally their choice. If they were specifically told that they could not join the war, they would have joined it anyway. I also love the fact that the voice actor is Monspeed from Seven Early Sins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, I've heard that voice before. And then I look at him, I'm like... Oh, it's one of the commandments from Seven Deadly Sins. And he's also Zhang Li from Genshin Impact, which is another character you meet in the game. And I'm like, uh, he's a badass. Nice. Wait, a character from Genshin Impact is a character you meet in the game? Okay. I, <laughs> honestly, I'm glad you pointed that out, because otherwise... Oof. This has not been a this has been a rough episode for you. Oh, uh, tell me about it. I will say I just did. the the mechs are kind of lame. Yeah. I agree and disagree. They're lame, but in the way that Reaper uses it, it's badass. Imagine him in a nightmare though. That would be sick. Uh, the, so there's sweet action sequences that get pulled off in this show. I would, like, for sure, 100%. I also but, do like how each one has a different gun. Yeah, that's fine, but their design is awful. It's really dumb. Like, spidery kind of... Like... Yeah, yeah, like a jumping spider kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm just... And, and they're all the same. It's, it's just kind of lame. The juggernauts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, not the Juggernauts. The Juggernauts. I'm the Juggernaut! Bitch! My... I think my favorite episode in the show um, was... It was like episode 13 or something. It's the one where uh, you actually see them living in the Federation for a little bit before they decide that they're ready to go back to war. Yeah. And when I just saw them living and being normal people and having normal lives, I literally cried. Mm. I was so happy. And then they were immediately just like, <sighs> all right, enough of that. That was my favorite part. I was like, yeah, two months is good. We're fine. <laughs> and all it took was just one, one of the people going, all right, enough of that. And everybody was just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Finally someone said someone something. Someone said it. <laughs> My favorite moment of the whole show is also the moment I hated the most. When um, the when it was after uh, Sheen's whole uh, mech gal destroyed and everything, and then the major comes out, and they're talking, and then he gets ready to reveal that it's him, and he's like, nope. I was like, because I was like, oh, it's fucking incredible they're gonna finally meet and he's like no i'm like uh you open that fucker up right now (laughs) the audacity you have 
But it would have made that epilogue way less special. True. Yeah. The when they did actually find me. with you. I was bad too, though. <laughs> I do. Yeah, same. <laughs> I do also love the uh, like the hint at a little romance because they were talking all the time and sharing so much mm-hmm. information and everything. And then the final scene where they're shadowed. Yeah, for their but I like that it didn't become a plot point. It was just yes. hinted at, and that was enough. You know what's happening without it being shoved in your face. Yes. Agreed. And in a show that made me feel so many other things, I didn't need to feel that too. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, this was a very good show. I was very impressed with it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it more than I thought I actually was going to, if I'm going to be honest. I enjoyed it exactly as much as I thought I would. The second half, I think, is like way better than the first half. Um, first half, I wasn't like super motivated to get through... Uh, for most of the week. But I actually enjoyed the first half. It's, I, it, it's good. I wasn't uh, a big fan of like who the like main like the main villain was of the second half. It just kind of felt like it was just kind of thrown in there. Am I villain still the thing? Yeah, but like the knight versus his brother. I thought the brother was a better like motivation. Yeah, tool. yeah. that's why. Yeah, I agree. Am I the only one that both loved and hated Frederica? The little sister. Yeah. I thought she was funny. She yeah. was funny, but, but also... also annoying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, As a little true. sister would be. Yeah. And I think that's the point. I think that's why she's well done. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, am I the only one that loves and hates her? Yeah. Um, I did love her, uh, you know, reunion with the knight of being able to basically let him rest and stop fighting. Yeah. I did like that finish, that that story. Yeah. Agreed. Real nice. His mech was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. His back was also... Why the fuck did it have wings? Because why not? I don't know. Just <laughs> It didn't fly. No, I... Uh, I don't think those were actual wings. I think those were the... Yeah. Like the, um... Like the like energy, energy beam fucking things that were swinging around so everywhere. That railgun... It's referred... They're referred to as wings. Oh. Um, but... I don't know. But that probably is what they are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. That fucking railgun scene, though... When Sheen jumps in the way to protect Frederica from the explosion. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That was such a good cliffhanger for an episode. <laughs> and I would have fucking hated. That That was the thing. is like These episodes, the way they finished, were so good. Like the one where he's, his body's just laying there with like the red. There where you immediately think he's part of the Legion now. Oh, my God. And then he had to have got decapitated or something. Because you see the line on his neck, and it's just never addressed. That's the whole series. Oh, that's right. Like I said, I watched the first couple episodes a while back, mm-hmm. and I went back and kind of sped through them a little bit, because I'd seen them already. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was that. from his brother choking him, wasn't it? Probably. I think so. I think that's what it's supposed... I think that was what it was supposed to have indicated. Yeah. Was uh, just the choke mark, like how just much pressure he had on his neck. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But, uh, I have mixed feelings about the Legion itself. I think they're really cool in concept. I do wish that they were fleshed out a little more, though. Yeah. Because like, it, it really did feel like we were, they were just battling just this nameless enemy that we were just all rooting for, but then at the end you're just like, wait, what was the point? What was the whole point of it? It's kind of fine that it is, that it was a nameless enemy, but then it stops because the night guy is being directed by another voice. Yeah, and we never find out. Probably another general. Yeah. Just like he is. Yeah. Because there's no one in charge of them that stated it's just 
they were killing other people and taking their brains because they learned they could do that. Yeah, and when it was just that, I thought they were way cooler. But now they're sort of like establishing hierarchy, mm. but not they didn't do enough. Yeah. I will say they took the the cool things that I did like about the Terraformars from that series. I did like that was another thing that I did enjoy of them being able to reuse people yeah. as you know as quote ghosts. Mm-hmm. But which I, that whole thing also was really fucked. The yeah. fact that like you could just constantly hear them. Yeah. That, Dude, Undertaker's such a fucking cool character. He is. Uh, and I feel for him uh, yeah. so often. It, he He's one of those guys where uh, it's he's really tr- easy to dismiss his emotions because he's really good at just hiding them. But the fact that he smiles every time <laughs> he kills somebody because to, to him, and more importantly, to them... He truly is saving them. Yeah. He's stopping them from being part of the Legion. That man is carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. He's got the worst fucking case of survivor's guilt. Didn't he say 516? 575. 575. Yeah. That's fucking... I love the monument they made. Yes, that that monument was beautiful. Oh, I started tearing up when I saw that. Yeah, and then when they took the major there, and she's like going through and remembers all the names of her squadron. Oh fuck! The show knew where to tug the emotional strings at just the right time. That last episode broke me. Yeah, like I so, cried three times in that last fucking episode. Yeah, I had to hold back tears because I was watching it at work, and I was like, "There's gonna be a truck coming eventually. Don't fucking ball." But yeah, overall, the show slapped. Yeah, and then the truck showed up, and it was actually just the end of the episode. That was yeah. the end <laughs> Yeah. And it hits you. I do wish... I do like how it ended. I do want it more. Hit you. True, and then he just had a heart attack and more, pissed dude. himself. And then your parents... I feel like you. it ended perfect. Yeah. I, just I, don't, I don't need a season two. The only reason I want a season two is because I want them to kind of close out what they started building up with the Legion. Oh, that's true, because with the ending it is, you have to decide on if you want to learn more about the Legion or just have that clean cut ending. Because yeah. the way they ended it, with the no face of the Legion all of a sudden showing out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and the fact that technically the war is still going on... Yeah, basically. I would like to at least see one final season of that. Like It could be a time jump if they want to... To where it's close to, like, the end of the war kind of thing. And we finally get an answer as, like, who the No-Face is, if there's relevance, and then see them actually destroy the Legion. Mm-hmm. I would be fine with that. I don't care for the season, I don't want, like, a season two where it's, like, right after and they have to do all this stuff. If it's a time jump to, like, this is the end of the war, this is what's happening kind of thing. Like, I'd be fine with it. Which is funny, because that's the exact opposite thing you said when we were first talking about when you were halfway through the series, when we thought that Undertaker died and that uh, Major Melize was going to continue to fight. You had said that was a great stopping point because it led an air of mystery of what could happen. It's the exact opposite of what you said before. I clearly do not remember. I 100% remember this, because I'm like... Wait a second. <laughs> the problem is that the show wants to have a middle ground. Yeah. Because, again, we know a little bit about the Legion, enough for us to be like, well, wait, this 
now isn't vague enough for you to not answer. Yeah. Uh, if, if they just hadn't introduced the no face, I think it'd been fine. Yeah, but I, agree. I I do not need any more of this series. I think it is a great ending, and I don't want there to be a promise Neverland type of thing that would fucking ruin it for me because I Fair. love this show. Mm-hmm. Fair. Fair. All right. Shall we get into ratings? Yes, yeah. please. Okay. So my personal enjoyment, it's it's easily a ten. I thoroughly enjoyed the you know the first couple episodes when I watched them a couple weeks ago. I watched them again, enjoyed it. And, you know, there's really no down point in this show for me, as enjoying it goes. Um, animation, I gave an 8. I thought the f- battle scenes were very well done. It wasn't quite on the level of, like, a Violet Evergarden or your Lion April and stuff, so I can't give it, like, a 9 or 10. But overall, like, the 3D animation they use is actually pretty well done. That's true, yeah. Like, it's better than we see in Attack on Titan Season 4. Um, character development. Originally, I was going to give this a really bad score because I thought it was just going to be like Major Melee with a little bit of character development, and then like the others would just be, oh, we're continuing to fight, and that was going to be the end of it. But the fucking last couple episodes where you see them actually find their want and will to continue to live mm-hmm. beyond that, where him saying, I don't want to die, and I think the others feel the same way. Yeah, oh, when he has that line about, uh, I like I finally found people who truly in their hearts want me to be around them. Mm-hmm. I fucking bawled when yeah. I said that. Yeah. And yeah, like the last two episodes, especially for Undertaker, really jumped it up. So I ended up giving yeah. it an eight. Um, soundtrack for me I gave a nine. I love both opens. Uh, both closes are solid. And the music inside the show is fantastic during the battle scenes. I love, like, there was one that is just, like, a steady beat that goes with it, and it's just the buildup of the suspense and stuff like that was very well done. Um, World building, I gave a 7. I believe that they did a good job of, like, establishing stuff early on with the Republic and the Yiad Federation, but then you introduce two new countries that we don't know a lot about. Yeah. And, like, how the alliances work and stuff like that. But um, I do think they, they did a solid job overall. Like, I think it was above average from some of the other shows we've seen, especially recently. But it wasn't enough for it to be a really high score for me. Um, plot, I gave a 10. I think that the overarching plot of this show is amazing. Like, we're talking about, you know, a weaponized holocaust. Mm-hmm. I think is just a very unique thing. Uh, VA performance, I gave a 7. I thought that, you know, Obviously, I loved Billy Kamitz as Undertaker. The calm, cool delivery that we've seen as Naofumi was perfect for his type of character. And then also, like, when he needed to show emotion, it was very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was nothing, like, overall that really stood out to make it extremely special. But it was enough to get an above-average score for me. Um, art style, I gave an 8. I love that you can... Es- you know, you have an established the Aryan race like you talked about earlier. You can tell who that group is, mm-hmm. and then all of the eighty six don't look alike. They're all from different countries and stuff like that, and they have different character designs. Yeah. And then when you get into the uh, Giyad Federacy, it's kind of the same thing. There's not like a specific group of people. Everyone has different designs because it's different groups of people that have come together mm-hmm. to create this federation. Yep, after the world has basically ended. Mm-hmm. Um, uniqueness, I gave an 8. I said that I think it takes some of the best parts from different shows, and the plot itself is very unique. 
but it is still a mech anime, and there's going to be parts that I've seen in other shows. So I think it was, again, above average, but still has not pure uniqueness. And then recommendability, I gave a 10. I would recommend the show to a lot of different types of people of how they might enjoy the show. If you're a mech fan, if you're a you know war fan, if you enjoy a good story, there's a lot of different things for different types of fans. And this one, overall, I gave it an 85. Nice. I'm really hoping the average turns out to 86, because I think it'd be very funny. That would be funny. I don't think it will. Probably not. Wiki. What's up? How's it going? Stretching. That's how you're doing? Uh, personal enjoyment, 8. Animation, 7. Character development, 9. Soundtrack, 9. Full building, 8. Plot, 8. Voice acting performance, 6. Art style, 6. Uniqueness, 7. And recommendability, 8. Total, 76. Alright, so personal enjoyment for me was a 9. I actually very much enjoyed the show. Uh, I thought I wasn't going to enjoy the second half until it started ramping up, and I really enjoyed the second half. Uh, animation, I gave it an 8. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it, especially with the 3D animation on it. I really liked it. Uh, character development, I gave it an 8. Um, I didn't think I was going to see as much character development as I did did because like a lot of the show was the characters were relatively the same other than the major and then once again once the second half hit you see a lot of development from all the other characters but mostly from undertaker and it just hit like a rock hmm. soundtrack could give an eight uh i really like the opens the closes i thought they were i wasn't uh, like I didn't enjoy them as much as the opens, but I thought they were still very good, and the soundtrack it's, through it's all a, of it was very can, intense. You can be honest, Crimson. I am. Uh, role building can give a seven, just kind of, uh, kind of like what Frenchie was saying. I really do wish that they kind of expanded a little bit more on uh, the other two uh, countries versus just the Aryan the Aryan race, for lack of a better term. Um. But overall, like, it wasn't bad still. Mm-hmm. Plot of Game of 8, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, very fucked in a weird sense, in a weird way, but also was uh, very interesting. Uh, so there's just a moment that just jumped into my head. is when the 86 were handing out food. Can't you colors give us the respect that we deserve? The equality. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Well, it just knocked out the, knocked the fucking trays out of their hands. Like, you want, oh, fine. You want the uh, equality you deserve? Fuck you. Takes food away. Yep. Exactly. Takes food out of their belly. Yep. Eats it in front of them. Uh, VA performance, I gave an 8. I actually very much enjoyed the VA performance. I thought that there was a lot of, like, to me, it felt like there was a lot of emotion driven behind each of the characters, and you could really feel, like, their pain, their happiness, their sadness. Uh, art style, I gave a 9 as well. Um, I really liked the way that everything was drawn out to be, and, like, the way the characters were made and everything. I thought it was really cool. And kind of like what French was saying, I really like how each person was, like, each of the, like, 86 were different as well as the people in like the uh federation were also different it was really cool to see that uh uniqueness i gave an eight um 
and recommendation I gave a nine. So total for eighty two. Nice. Alright, mine. Uh, for personal enjoyment, I gave a nine. I definitely liked most of the show. There were um, a couple things I didn't like about it, but nothing enough to knock down more than one point. Um, animation, I gave an eight. Uh, it's really good most of the time. Uh, character development, I gave an eight. Uh, soundtrack, I gave a seven. I love both of the openings. The endings, honestly, trash. Especially the second one. Uh, I skipped it almost every single time, and normally I never skip the songs. That second ED, though, is, is a fucking ear sore. I hated it. Hated it. Uh, so I could not justify giving it more than a 7. Uh, world building, I gave a 6. And that one was almost higher, but it was it ended up being a weird thing where it ended up being uh, like less is more, because as I said, when they started putting in more details, which introduced more questions that we're just not gonna get, and ultimately don't even matter, yeah. whereas they could have spent that time, which really wasn't even that much time at all, but they could have spent that time putting that world building somewhere else, like the actual world instead of putting more details in the Legion. Agreed. That didn't matter. But, so yeah, six. Uh, plot, I gave a ten. Uh, I, this plot was super good. Voice acting, I gave a nine. I feel like pretty much everybody's voice matched them, and I really love the amount of emotion that is in this show. I really think that everybody kind of killed it. Us Especially Shin. Yeah. Um, art style, I gave a seven. Uh, most of the of the stuff looked good, but like I said, I really did not like the design of the mechs. Right. So, uh, uniqueness, I actually gave a six. I don't think this show is very unique, really. It's a uh, it's pretty typical child soldier story. Um, they just. They do tell it really well, though. Yeah. So, uh, great story, just not what I would call a unique one very much. They do some things, though, that keep it above average. Fair. Um, recommendability, I give a nine. I think a lot of people would enjoy this show really easily. Uh, total would be 78. All right, that gives us, oh, I guess this is an average of 80.25. So, yeah. That would be really cool if it was if it did come out to be eighty six though. Yeah, but there were yeah. there were several problems with this. They kept it a little bit lower. Plus, yeah. uh, the double edged sword about this rating system, um, which I, I think is ultimately a good thing because it's more critical. It's really hard to get high scores. Mm. Yeah. Which I think is actually a good thing. But we're also all stuck in the same general area too. We True. are. Yeah. Alright. Except when Crimson apparently really likes Konosuba because it's horny. Mm -hmm. And really hates Neo Genesis because he doesn't have a deep brain to think about the complex plot that it has. I regret nothing. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's Grand Blue. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Love you. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.